0: This is your coffee break. Hey friends, I am back again this week and I have with me author and I want to say business owner of Writers Edit. Her name is Helen Shoyra and I, I really hope I'm saying your name right. Welcome to the show, Helen. I'm so glad you're here.
1: Thank you so much for having me.
0: So I want to just jump right into things. Uh, can you tell us a little bit about your journey to becoming a writer and a published author?
1: I sure can. <laughs> um, so I wanted to be a writer since I was about seven years old. Um I remember, I remember the first story I ever wrote, and I wrote that when I was about seven, and I remember the first um, story that was ever, like, published. It was just, like, in the school newspaper, but I, I really remember having that, like, moment of realization when my words were kind of put into print, and I, I think that was kind of when I became aware um, just how much I wanted to be a published author. And then after, like, obviously after school and stuff, I did a creative writing degree. So there I was pretty much surrounded by other really creative people and writers. And we got into doing things like workshopping each other's writing and learning how to take criticism and that kind of stuff. And that was a really incredibly valuable experience, as you can imagine, Mm -hmm. for this industry. And then, you know, around that time, I wrote a bunch of really terrible manuscripts, um, And, you know, just slowly and slowly they became less terrible, I hope. Um, yeah, and I, I, guess, I guess a big part of the journey has been that I just I have like this compulsion to be working on something book related, whether it's like the writing itself or editing or book production, anything like that, really. If I'm not working on something, I just feel really agitated or restless. So <laughs> I guess that's just a major part of, of the journey, I guess.
0: It's so interesting that you say that. I I am exactly the same way. And there's some evenings where I'm just sitting around and your words restless and agitated are so perfect for that condition where you're like, oh, my gosh, I just feel icky. I feel rotten inside. And you realize you haven't written or you haven't edited or you haven't done anything book-related that day. Absolutely. Do you have any <laughs> idea where that compulsion comes from?
1: No idea. And it's, it's so frustrating because – and I, I talk – I talk to my writer friends a lot about this kind of stuff, is that also alongside of that comes guilt. Mm. So if I'm not working on something and I'm not kind of paying attention to that compulsion, I feel guilty. Like, I don't remember the last time I sat through an entire TV show without like doing something on the side because I felt like I was bludging. Oh my gosh, and Yes. Yeah, it's 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 such a hard thing to kind of, you know, come come home on on the evenings to like kind of relax and put that all that stuff aside just to chill out. I find that really difficult.
0: <laughs> you know, I do too. I I appreciate you saying that so much because there's really two sides to this coin. And that is, you know, number one, finding time to write and to work on stuff because, you know, we're busy and it feels like a luxury sometimes to be able to write. But on the other hand, when we do have that relaxation time, not being able to use it to, to be healthy and to to practice some self-care. So I, I really appreciate you bringing that up. I don't know if you're if you're doing anything to kind of work on that or if you have any advice.
1: Uh oh, um. I I recently just got back into, um, exercising. So Mm -hmm. for a really long time, like I used to be really fit and really active. Um, and then around the time I started writer's edit, I was, when I started writer's edit, I was working a full time job as well. Um, so I'd go to work from like nine till six or something like that, come home, do dinner and then sit down and do writer's edit stuff or work on one of my books, Mm -hmm. um, so around that time, I really wasn't doing much exercise, and you kind of forget how much exercise helps you mentally. Like mm. it just it, it just kind of hits refresh on everything. Um, and so recently, I, I took up um, just some dance classes, like nothing serious or anything. Mainly, I spend half the time laughing, at, <laughs> half the time laughing at myself. Um, but you you kind of um, once you start doing it again, you realise, wow this is really good for me because you leave and you feel happy and you feel rejuvenated and it just, you know, then the next day you're just more aware of yourself. And I don't know, I I seem to be able to get back into working the next day a lot easier because I mean I was going through times where I would work until, you know, 11 o'clock at night and then, you know, just basically shut the laptop down and then pass out. Mm
0: -hmm, Um, mm -hmm.
1: And so the whole the whole self-care thing, I don't think it's really spoken about enough in, in the writing industry in particular. Um, you know, we burn out a lot. We're constantly struggling with self-doubt and trying to get published. And it's a lot of, um, there's a lot of uh, anxiety there that you're dealing with. And I think more than anything, for me anyway, uh, getting back into just a little bit of exercise has helped perk me up again, I think.
0: I appreciate that so much. And you're right, we don't talk about it enough. And it's just been on my mind lately, a little bit because my own lifestyle is is changing. I recently left my job and am writing full time and I'm just struggling oh. to find balance. So thank you for saying that. That also, oh, gosh, well, yeah, sorry, I keep interrupting you too. I'm very rude. <laughs>
1: Oh, no, I'm going to do that to you. Okay, too, good, so good. Please do.
0: <laughs> Talk right over me. So I want to call on something that you said a little bit. Um, you you were working a full-time job while you were starting Writer's Edit. How did that happen? I mean, it sounded like you, you got burned out. When you were working on your novel, I mean, was there a routine? How did you finally settle all this out?
1: Um, do you mean like after I stopped working full-time or...?
0: You know what? Maybe, maybe I want to hear a little bit about that transition if you don't mind sharing it.
1: Yeah, sure. Um, so I think, oh, this feels like a long time ago now, but I was working and the the other problem was, is that my full-time job was a writing job as well. I was a, um, I was a copywriter from basically when I left uni, um, for about three years or so, and that was full-time. And so I was doing my writing in my spare time outside of doing my writing as a job. That was a. I feel like that's that's quite a tricky thing um, to balance as well. Just because you just feel like you're constantly churning out words, and it's hard to figure out which words matter and which don't really. <laughs> yes. Um, yeah. So uh, it was. It was after. Yeah. After about three years or so, I'd. I'm not sure if I had started writers' edit, but I was definitely. Um, writing books and things. And I kind of just decided, you know, my, my copywriting job was quite soul crushing. Like it was (laughs) basically churning out product descriptions for, for an e com site. And yeah, I, I probably didn't go about it in the wisest way. Basically what I should have done was drop down my days or drop down hours. But instead I was just like, I'm going to pack this whole thing in and I quit. Um, <laughs> I quit and I went to England, so <laughs> that was, um, probably not the wisest thing, but it was, it was such a relief. And basically after I came back from the UK, I started, I started right as it after I got back from the UK. So I didn't, um, I didn't have a full-time job, but then it was kind of the struggle of trying to balance freelance work and finding freelance work with starting a new business and putting, putting my book out there to publishers and trying to get a publishing contract. So, um, I definitely had a routine. I'm all about the routine. Um, if I'm, if I'm writing a book, particularly if I'm writing fantasy, I try to do it every day just because I find it's really important to immerse yourself in that world as much as you can. Mm. And, and I, am just someone who who thrives on routine. So I'm, I'm all about the to-do lists. I start work every day at the same time. Um, I'm very meticulous about that sort of thing because I find if I don't stick to that routine, then it's like a slippery slope downhill and <laughs> I become very unproductive and mm-hmm. I feel then, – then we go into that whole feeling icky about not working on the stuff that you're really passionate about.
0: And you talked a little bit about – Uh, the routine being necessary for your fantasy. And I know that you are publishing a book, uh, YA fiction. I also know that you have a history in literary fiction. Can you tell us a little bit about why you changed from one to the other? And if the routines that you used to write then were any different?
1: Yeah, yeah, of course. Um, Basically, I think when I did my creative writing degree, like it was a wonderful degree. And it exposed me to so many different types of literature and so many amazing people. But I think it was very much skewed towards literary fiction. Literary fiction was the serious writing. Mm-hmm. If you weren't writing serious literary fiction, you know, you weren't like a proper writer. I mean, they never actually said that to us, but that was definitely the, the kind of attitude that was there. Um, so it kind of started to shape me as this writer who wanted to write this serious uh, fiction, you know, that was taken really seriously and it kind of left all the other genres a bit by the wayside. And so I was writing short stories and my first book, which was a literary fiction novel about a, uh, a child soldier in the democratic Republic of Congo. So it's very, very different to to fantasy. Um, So I was writing that and, that, that was actually signed with a, a publisher and uh, I just kind of started to get this feeling like it wasn't right for me. I wasn't writing the right book for me and basically in the end it was a blessing in disguise that that publisher ended up reverting the rights back to me and so that mm. book never actually hit the shelves. But it was while I was going through some really like heavy edits of this book that I did a uh, Nano so National <gasps> Novel Writing Month. <laughs> yes, <laughs> and uh, and I wrote my first draft for my fantasy book in that, and it was just like something clicked for me. Like I, it, it, I don't know. It was just all the pieces fell into place, and I was like, oh my god, this is what writing a book feels like. <laughs> this is. This is what I want to be doing. How have I not been doing this this whole time? Um, And it was, yeah, it was just an amazing, like, one of those light bulb moments where I realized, oh, been writing the wrong book for, for four years.
0: <laughs> <laughs> I know that feeling so well. I, I also went through a writing program in college and it was it was the same thing. They focused very heavily on literary fiction and kind of made you feel like genre fiction was not legitimate. And
1: Exactly. And then
0: when you break away and find what you love to write, I'm so glad you found that.
1: <laughs> me too can you imagine I would have spent the next like 10 years writing the wrong
0: the wrong genre <laughs> oh my gosh so so going like looking back what do you feel about those four years that you spent writing literary fiction do you feel they were wasted I mean what are you how do you feel about that
1: uh, I I don't I don't think it could ever be wasted spending time perfecting your craft I mean that's what it was um you know just learning how to craft a story, learning how to plot a novel, things like that. I mean, it's not it's not um, time wasted at all because even though it's a different genre, it's absolutely applied to um, writing this next book and writing the book after that. Like it's very, very valuable lessons learned. So, yeah, I, I don't – I mean – would I have loved to have had this lesson a little earlier? Sure, but I don't. I don't think it's. I don't think it's time wasted at all. And I mean, I think the books that I'm writing now are far more stronger for it.
0: I have to like break in and say how much I appreciate you today. I, for whatever <laughs> reason, like I feel like you're speaking directly to me, and maybe it's because I'm asking you questions and you're answering them. But I also feel like you are just full of so much wisdom, and I, I thank you for that. Um, oh, thank you. <laughs> yes, yes. And and I know that so many people listening to this are just going to be nodding while they're listening to you talk because I feel like we're in such a similar place. Um, kind of, you know, like, and no pressure or anything, but do you have any advice that you would give to writers who are hoping one day to publish?
1: Um, yeah, I actually get asked this quite a lot, and I find I give different pieces of advice uh, <laughs> all over the place. But one I've actually been thinking a lot about lately um, for, for writers who are hoping to get published. And, I mean, that's also what Writer's Edit is a lot about. So there's plenty of advice on there if anybody wants to go and, and check that out. Um, but, yeah, I, I, guess, I guess the main thing, you know, that I'll, I'd, I'd say today is basically get as much experience in getting critiqued as you can because, you know, it doesn't really matter what publishing path you're going down, whether you're going indie or traditional, um, you are going to have to deal with beta readers and editors and, you know, people just generally giving you their opinion on th- on your writing. Um, and you need to be able to take constructive feedback on board. And as an author, you should really revel in that and want to make your work as, as best as it possibly can be.
0: Do you have any advice for developing maybe a thick skin? Um, that That criticism, you're right, it's so crucial, but it also can kind of hurt sometimes.
1: Yeah, I mean... I guess being part of like workshop groups or even like sharing your work online and things can help. Um, But also the the one thing I always try to keep in mind is just that you can never make any, everybody happy. Mm -hmm. Like, you know, some people have different pet peeves, you know, some people will read your work and critique it even though they don't even like the genre that you're writing in. So you just, I mean, obviously you have to, listen to the, to the feedback that you're being given, but you don't always have to agree with it. And you, you do have to remember that you can't, you just can't always make everybody happy. And that, that's something I have to remind myself of every now and then. <laughs>
0: <laughs> Me too. Amen to that. Oh my gosh. <laughs> Um, so kind of going back a little bit, um, you talked about beta readers, you talked a little bit about critiques. Can you run us through the steps that it takes to, you know, to get your book published from writing it all the way through all of that extra stuff at the end?
1: (laughs) I could talk about this all day. Oh, good. (laughs) (laughs) Um, yeah, I, I mean, Obviously there's, there's the whole writing process. And I mean, I guess the first thing to say is that everybody is going to approach the writing and submitting and publishing processes so differently. Um, we're all writing different books. We're all in different countries. We're all aiming for different goals. So, I mean, that's, that's the first thing to really kind of remember. Um, but in terms of like, maybe I'll I'll skip the writing stage because (laughs) that's going to just be a, a huge thing. Um, but I, I guess I, I learned a lot about, you know, book production and publishing. A through my masters of publishing, so I, I did a second degree um, that was focused on publishing, and that was that was a really interesting way to look at kind of the the business side of things and the marketing in like a theoretical context. Um, but I, I guess I didn't really kind of understand everything and you know grow as passionate as I am about the whole industry as i did um when i started so i started writers edit and basically the goal of writers edit was to become a small press that was pretty much the the dream for me and since then we've we've published three creative writing anthologies and through doing that i learned so much about just all the processes and like the different team members and stuff it takes to create that one product and and it is a product it's it's art, but it's also a product. And I think some of us forget that. (laughs) Um, but yeah, I mean, there's, there's the whole editing stage, which is like four or five different stages in itself, you know, the, the structural editing, the copy editing, the proofreading, all that kind of thing. Um, and then, you know, you've got to decide on the trim size and the, what paper you're using and the interior formatting. There's so many different elements to putting together a book. And, you know, I, I would say to, authors like who are interested in being published that maybe do some reading on this kind of stuff because this is what your book is going to go through and again it doesn't matter whether it's in or traditional um your book will go through all these different stages and it's really rewarding to understand the different processes throughout the the publishing um process itself yeah uh I've, I've gone on a ramble then, and I've totally forgotten what your question was. (laughs) No,
0: well, you've answered my question perfectly. It was it was kind of, um, can you just kind of walk us through that process, which you absolutely did. Um, (laughs) (laughs) Do you have, um, I know that this can seem like such a muddy, murky, confusing, overwhelming process. Do you have uh, any resource suggestions for writers about where they can start learning about all this?
1: Um, well i am going to be biased and say right about it, of <laughs> <Yay>. course um, <laughs> but I mean, who else is good as Jenny Bravo, who I know mm. you you interviewed she she does a lot on indie publishing and she's very open and honest about um, all her experiences so i'd if if you're looking to look into indie publishing, I'd look at writer's edit and also Jenny Bravo's website, um, because yeah, she's, she's very insightful and very open about where she's at with everything. Um, you know, I, I, it it depends, it depends on, you know, if, if the point is to decide whether or not you want to go down the indie route or you want to go down the traditional route. Yeah. I, I I guess you just have to kind of take a look at some of your favorite authors and Mm seeing, see what they're doing. Um, also look at indie authors who are doing really well, like people like Hugh Howey and uh, Mark Dawson. Um, they're, you know, they're making more money than any traditional, <laughs> traditionally published author. So they're doing something right, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, and I, I guess you also need to question what you want out of being published. Um, so for some people it's being associated with a, one of the big five. Mm -hmm. And for other people, it's so they have, you know, print copies to give to their friends and family. Um, So you really kind of need to understand what you want from being published before you decide which path is right for you.
0: I love that. I'd never, I've never actually heard or thought about that before. I would love to talk about your upcoming book. Can you tell us a little bit about it slash a lot about it? (laughs)
1: <laughs> i can tell you a little bit about it i don't want to I'm, I'm always really cautious that i'm going to like spoil people like of my own book so <laughs> as you can tell i kind of go on these like uh rambling rants so i love um, your yeah. rambling
0: rants they're
1: great <laughs> oh good <laughs> um yeah so my upcoming novel is called heart of mist and it will be out uh 31st of august this year um And it is a YA fantasy book. And, yeah, it basically follows the story of uh, this 19-year-old girl, Bleak. She has magical powers in a realm where magic is forbidden. So, obviously, if she uses those powers, it's not good news for her. And, uh, yeah, she basically gets summoned to the capital um, for the illegal use of magic. And, you know, kind of chaos ensues after that. (laughs)
0: That sounds awesome and delightful. I also see that it looks like it's going to be the first book in a series.
1: Yes, it's going to be the first book in a trilogy, which I'm really excited about because I've never written a series before. Um so I'm I'm very excited that, you know, I've spent the last year and a half or so uh, you know, writing, rewriting, editing and doing all this stuff with these characters in this world and the really awesome thing for me anyway, hopefully for the readers too. But for me is that, you know, it doesn't end here. I'm going to be with these characters for the next three years.
0: (laughs) (laughs) That is awesome. And I, I hope that you enjoy their company. And I'm sure that you do. I hope
1: so. (laughs) I do at the moment, you know, ask me again in two
0: years. (laughs) (laughs) Was this the novel then that you started the first draft of during NaNoWriMo?
1: Yes. Yes, it was. So, um, Oh god, I can't remember what year it was. It wasn't last year. It was the year before, I think. Um, me and me and some of the editors from Writers Edit, we were we were getting quite caught up in Writers Edit and not focusing enough on our own writing. So we kind of said, okay, for for November for Nano we'll um, we'll write a book each, um, <laughs> which is obviously easier said than done. Yes. <laughs> but um, yeah, so I um, I wrote the first draft. And I think it was pretty much all of all of the first draft in NanoRimo. I definitely hit the the fifty k mark, um, but obviously it's fantasy. It's it's a little bit longer than fifty thousand words, maybe a lot longer. Maybe um, a lot. Yeah, but um, no. So yeah, I wrote the the first draft in in November of that year, and it was it was an awesome an awesome experience. Um, you know, I'm lucky enough that in my day-to-day life, I'm always surrounded by writers and a really supportive uh, reading and writing community. But NanoRIMO is just like that um, times a thousand. <laughs> um, so you know, you know, being able to update your progress and like checking in with uh, with the girls and you know, saying, "Oh, how much did you write today? Or what are you struggling with today?" And it was it just made it like we we're all in it together, and it was a really um, I don't know. It was just such an awesome community to be, to be a part of. And it was really beneficial for the, for the book, I think.
0: Mm -hmm. I would agree with that. I always do my best writing in community as well. I have to ask one more question and that is what was your favorite part in writing Heart of Mist?
1: Oh, my favorite part, you know, I think, um, I think writing that first draft, you know, it was just, I think, and I mean, that might change, um, as as I write the next two books, um, but I think because for me it was also it was also like in context. I was I was editing and doing some really hard, mm. heart wrenching edits of uh, that literary fiction novel that I mentioned. Um, so I wasn't in the happiest place, um, you know, creatively. And then doing NaNoWriMo and writing that first draft, it was just like this massive weight had been lifted off my shoulders. It was so exciting to be. Uh, in in a world that you know I had complete and utter control over I was you know allowed to be as creative and crazy as I wanted to be and it really offered that that sense of escape Mm -hmm. and yeah that just I think yeah I mean I've I've loved the whole the whole journey of it Um, and also working with my my beta readers has been has been a really rewarding experience but I mean for this particular book writing that that first draft was was just so much fun and I'd, I think I'd forgotten that writing is
0: supposed to be fun
1: <laughs> so it was yeah it was really that was that was probably my most favorite part of of this of this book anyway.
0: What a wonderful thing to remember that writing is supposed to be fun. I'm so glad you got to reconnect with that. My gosh. (laughs) Me too. (laughs) Well, Helen, this has been so delightful. Can you let us know um, where can we find you online?
1: Um, So here's where my last name is going to be. It's tricky for people. Um, But basically, I am on all the major social media um, platforms. So you can find me on Twitter at um, Helen Scheurer. And that's you, if you could just put a, a
0: link, maybe that would be easier. I will put a link to it, yes, and people can click <laughs> yeah. on it. Yeah. So,
1: so that's for, for Twitter and Instagram. I'm just Helen Shoyra, and then for Facebook, I'm Helen Shoyra Author, and I also have an author platform which is HelenShoyra.com, and if you if you visit that, you can actually get a uh, a free prequel story to Heart of Mist um, if you sign up to my mailing list, and there's going to be lots of um, kind of freebies and teaser things coming coming my coming the way of my newsletter people that didn't make any sense (laughs)
0: that's you know what and and I somehow understood it and I love it and I cannot (laughs) wait to sign up for your newsletter oh Oh. thank you so much yes oh my gosh this has been delightful this has been the best part of my day thank you so much for sharing oh my gosh yes and you're just you're just so delightful to talk to and you have a great laugh and I adore your accent so Helen, thank you so much for being here with us today. You are just a gem.
1: Oh, thank you so much for having me. It's been a blast.